what's up? This is Pierre from Simple Plan, and you're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. Congratulations with the new single. I am still shocked at this this track. Uh, I love the fact that you and uh, Derek from Sum 41 uh, came together, and um, I love that this single exists. Uh, can you take me into the studio and kind of talk to me about the creative process behind this track and why you felt Derek was the appropriate uh, a, a feature for this record? Yeah, so um, this whole album that we're releasing right now was written actually before, the, strangely enough, was... Um, so th we're, we're going back a couple of years here of making this song. I remember we were in the studio with uh, Zach Servini and this guy, uh, Chris Griotti, and we were, Chuck and I, going there for a writing session. And the way that the writing process usually goes for us is that Chuck usually has like a, a, a book where he writes all these like song titles. And, and there was one of them that was called You Didn't Ruin My Life. And it was a, he had a concept of like, you know, um, you know, you, you may have brought me down in my life. You may have done all these things to me. However, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to tell you, you didn't ruin my life. And I thought that was really cool. So we kind of ran with that idea and, uh, we did a session for a whole day with those guys at Zach's studio and we kind of put together a little demo of this song and, uh, it went by pretty quick. It was, it was a pretty quick write. Um, and we recorded the whole demo within a few hours and then we went home. And, uh, I remember both Chuck and I being like, I think it's a pretty good song. Like it sounds a little different for us, but it's pretty, pretty good. And then we played it for the rest of the band. And, um, eventually we all were like, no, this is a great song. We fell in love with it. And, um, and so we went back with Zach and re-recorded the whole thing with the band properly without being a demo here. Um, and, uh, and then we, we, you know, when we had all the songs for the record, we love doing collaborations. We love doing, you know, featuring stuff. We've done awesome collaborations with like Mark Hoppus from the Quantity Two Rivers from Weezer and plenty of people. Um, and, uh, so we're thinking like, who could be, you know, who could be a, a, a featuring artist on this album? And then we caught, we, we got to the point where we, we wanted to make, we wanted to do a tour with some 41 guys. And, uh, we've been trying to work on this for years. We've been kind of knocking on their door, trying to, trying to get them to come on tour with us. And finally, after all these tries, it was happening. So I told Chuck, I said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had a song together while we go on tour together? It would help to sell tickets for the for the you know for the tour and it, it would get fans super excited you know we're two canadian bands that grew up side by side uh our careers have been sort of parallel in a weird way for the last 20 years um yet we've never collaborated we never like toured together we never collaborated together so it'd be a great surprise for the fans out there um so i texted uh derek and uh i didn't know if he was gonna say yes and he heard the song he's like i love the song it's awesome and he had some concerns about the range of my vocals are a little lower in that song compared to where he usually sings. And I said, listen, whatever you got to do to make it, you know, in your range, pop up, like sing, sing a, a third higher or a fifth higher, whatever. Uh, but we'd love to have you on the song. So uh, I think he's got a home studio. I said, listen, have fun with it, sing it. And if you like what you got, we'd love to have you on it. So he's like, okay, let me give it a shot. And uh, he sang on it and then sent it back, said, I love it. I'd love to be part of it. So it was super exciting for us. And, I knew that the fans would love it, and it's uh, it's it's a bit of a longer song. It's not that long, but because it starts with the chorus, it goes chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and chorus. So it gets a little bit long, um, and uh, I felt like bringing in another voice would really help the song stay exciting, you know, to keep the fans excited or the listener excited. Um, so I love the way it helped the song, and I love his voice, and I'm, I've always been a fan of his voice anyway, so it's been really cool. I'm still like I can't believe that you guys haven't done anything until now. Uh, I know 
Same. Because you, uh, Simple Plan has toured with so many other artists that, like, Sugar Ray being one of them, that, like, yeah. doesn't make sense sometimes, but it does at the same time. But, like, yeah. the fact that Sum 41 wasn't one of them. Um, so I'm, like, super excited about that. Now, the fact that you got to team up with Derek on it um, and he got to do his thing, once he did his thing, like, would you say that you had to do anything different vocally uh, to kind of finalize the track to make it go perfectly with his vocals? No, it actually, um, I think I added a, a bit of back vocals in uh, one of his little parts, but the song was completely done like year, like a couple of years ago. And, um, and it, I was, it was me singing through the whole thing. So it basically took my vocals out and I said, you just pop yours in there. And I said, if you want to sing anymore, just go ahead. And so we basically just let him sing his part. And then I think I did, I did add a little back vocal. I supported some back vocal in the little kind of pre-chorus part. Um, but no, it fit perfectly. I mean, the guy, you know, we, we, we come from the same worlds. We come from the same pop punk worlds. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, I think we're, after all these years, we're good at what we do, you know, so, so he sang his parts and it just felt perfect. So no need to change anything. What was yours and Chuck's experience working with Zach Zerbini? Uh, he's, this guy is like pretty much taking over the pop punk scene right now. Yeah. I love Zach. Um, we met Zach originally when he was, um, uh, John Feldman's basically his assistant. He would basically just, he was doing all the work, uh, as John was the producer, but you know, Zach was the engineer. Sorry, not assistant. He was his engineer. That's a wrong, wrong, uh, reference there. So we met him years and years ago and, and I love the kid. And, and I kind of realized back then that he was doing a lot of the work, you know, um, when John was producing, he was doing a lot of the work. He was doing a lot of like the, the, the programming and, and learning so much. Cause I think when you work with John Feldman, he's such a, a hardworking guy that he just, I remember Zach saying like he was working six to seven days a week, like 12, 14 hours a day. So he was like, it was really, you know, kind of the, the music production school for him. But I did notice even back then that I was, I was impressed with his talent and his, his quickness. He was so quick at doing stuff on the computer, uh, you know, on Pro Tools and, and production wise. Um, and it, when he left John, I was immediately like, I want to work with Zach. I want to work with Zach. And I, I remember even back when he was working with John, I felt like it would be because I'm, I'm a producer as well, but Zach is a next level as far as like his, his knowledge and what he can do. Um, so I, I've always wanted to keep working with him and we did. We, you know, as soon as he, as soon as he left, um, uh, be, being John's technician or whatever you call it, his engineer, um, and started going on, on his own. We started working with him from, from the get go, and uh, it's been really awesome. Always love what he does. I think his sound is amazing. I think he's got like he's really pushing uh, the sound of rock into a more modern, uh, more slick and powerful sort of like pop because pop music now because pop is so is so uh, you know um, all the sounds are are. are or their their you know their their samples their uh or their their synthesizers so everything sounds really punchy and rock because it's usually track drums and guitars and bass it sounds a little more mushy it's not quite as direct as samples and um Zach has been able to kind of bridge the gap between those two sounds he he brings that pop punch to rock and it, it's so much more powerful and he just has and, and the vocal sound he comes up with is amazing and I love producing with him I love um, you know, we, he's actually mixed most, I think he mixed, uh, I think 10 of our 11 songs on our album. Um, and, uh, he's produced two of them, which are some of the best sounding ones on there. So I love him. He's a great guy. He's a young guy. He's super, uh, humble. 
he's not not a cocky producer. He's just really humble, a nice guy, super talented. And I would I'd work with him forever. I love him. How would you say he helped change the dynamic of this new record? And and where do you feel Simple Plan is on this new new album? Well, on the two songs that he's actually produced, which are the Antidote and uh, this one ruined my life, which are the two songs that we actually released. What I really liked with him is it reminded me of working with Bob Rock in some ways uh, because it was like no messing around. Like you, you record, if the idea is good, we do it and it's done and we move on. And it's it's more spontaneous. It's less like let's let's like think everything through and loop it around. It's like, no, this sounds cool. Cool. Let's go next. And at the end, I think it gives you. Uh, something that's more exciting. It's not, it's maybe not as planned. It's, it's more, no pun intended, but it's like more, it's just exciting, you know? Um, so that's been really, really awesome. I've, I've enjoyed working with him because of that. Um, and, uh, so on the songs that we produce with him, he does, he, he's really helped us make them more spontaneous. And the ones that he's mixed, he's basically took whatever, because a lot of the songs that he's mixed, I produced them. And, uh, he basically took what we put together, uh, Jay Van Pudiroy and, and myself, um, who's the other producer on the record. Um, and he's taken all the things that we've done and just injected it with like some nitrous oxide and just like, he just makes everything sound better, you know? So the drums sound beefier, the vocals sound more, um, they just sound just better. Everything just sounds better. So he's done, he's done a great job. Did you say Jade Puget for the other producer? Jay Van Puderoyen. Sorry. It's oh, his, okay. I was like, by, damn, you're working with Jade Puget too? <laughs> no, he, he goes by JVP. He's, uh, he was Brian Howes' engineer and he still is, I think. Um, and, uh, I wanted to produce some of this record myself, but I felt like it'd be good to have someone who had a little more of an engineer, you know, sound engineer knowledge. So he brought him in to produce with me. What about lyrically? Like, uh, how do you feel you, you are this time around? Um, I mean, you have so many years of experience. So how do you feel your songwriting and Chuck's as well has kind of evolved on this upcoming record? I think it's uh, it's been great. I think that, you know, I, I've realized more and more that after all these years, I mean, I, I'm starting to whenever I write songs, lyrics come to me. They come to me quicker now. I feel like I the, the, the word association comes quicker and I'm becoming a better songwriter as, as the years go by. Um, and, uh, I love the subject matter on this record. It's really about life. It's about overcoming adversity. It's about, you know, even the song Room My Life is really about, about, I find we were inspired by sort of like bullying and how, how that can affect people. But also now more and more, we have kids more and more how cyber bullying and even that could even happen to me. Like how many people talk so much shit online, you know, that, that are so not afraid to say such horrible things to people. You know, that we, they would probably never say in front of their face, but they're saying this stuff in comments on Instagram and in comments on YouTube on like, you know, to about simple plan about me or, 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 or about people out there that are going through life. And I just find that like we needed a song that would address that and be like, you know what? You can say whatever you want, but I hate to break it to you, but you, you didn't ruin my life. I'll be fine. You know what I mean? And it, I think those types of songs are are so important for our fan base because um, I realized over the years that we have become in some way a lifeline for a lot of these people. You know, so many fans that we've met have told us like, man, my, my life has been really difficult these last couple of years. I really need a, I really need a new simple plan record. I need one now, you know? And I'm like, holy shit, that's a big responsibility. Like people that you write songs and they, they, they want to listen to it and, and find hope in them, you know? So we try to put a lot of that in there. There's like, wake me up when this nightmare is over. It's about that. Uh, ruin my life. The antidote. It's about finding what it is in your life, whether it's a person or or something in your life that that gives you a purpose. 
Um, and then there's the love songs that kind of sprinkle through there, you know, to to give you a little positivity. And but it's always, I think, the 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 thing that we always like to do is I like to talk about stuff when life gets hard, you know. But I want to talk about it in a way that gives you hope. And uh, and sometimes we don't necessarily always mention that hope in the song, but you feel it through the music. You know, you feel like, you know, like the song "Wake Me Up When This Nightmare Is Over." I feel like it's a uh, it's a song about how stuff is just going so horribly, but you feel through the music that you're going to be okay. You know, the fact that you are, you know, getting ready to not necessarily release this record, but you're in the process of this this album, and at the same time, you guys in March, you guys are going to be hitting 20 year anniversary of the debut album. So, do you go back in time to to those to that record um, and kind of find a way to pay some homage to it on this on this new record at the same time? Yeah, a lot of it for this new album, we we kind of like I don't want to say that we were listening to a lot of Simple Plan on this record, but um, <laughs> who inspired in, you, Simple Plan? <laughs> yeah, in, in some ways we did go back to like um, I mean I I love the second album, still not getting any. I love the way it sounds. We did with Bob Rock, um, you know, something like Welcome to My Life uh, or Perfect World or those kind of songs. Um, and we definitely it tried to we tried to you know embrace what people love about simple plan you know we tried to be like what do people love about what do they want us to like what because at some point i'm a talented enough person that i could make a record that's going to sound nothing like simple plan you know what i mean i I could write something else but i realized that people don't want to hear that from simple plan if i want to do that i could do a solo project and i could do a country record or something whatever i want to do that's fine but at the end of the day we've created this sound with this band and we have a loyal fan base who love what we do and we're good at it and you know it's not about it's not it's not a cop-out to give them what they want but it's also paying tribute to yourself and being like and embracing who you are as a band and sort of looking back at how like what sound got us to where we're at and try to make the best version of that in 2022 like have those those songs that remind you of no pads but that just feel like a new version and a better version uh, and songs that will remind you of Welcome to My Life, but that'll be, you know, hopefully even better. Um, so that was kind of the inspiration behind this one. As far as like a better version, um, because you've been able to work with so many different producers, Arnold Lani from the debut album to Bob Rock to now Zach Servini, someone that's a lot newer. Which producer in your experience do you feel has helped you, has had more impact on get, being a better vocalist for mm. you? Uh, for a better vocalist, I would say it might be Bob Rock. Because Bob Rock um, really taught me what he would make me do is he would make me sing it, and I I'd always be the perfectionist in me wanted to sing it really really good. Um, and then after a few takes, and he knew he had everything he needed, he would say, "Now I want you to sing it like you don't give a shit, like full blown energy. You have to be almost like it feels like it's too much." And then I'd be like, "All right, cool, I'll do that." And I sang it like with exaggerated energy and then mo- most of the time he'd be like that was your best take and i was like oh okay maybe i need to like unleash the the you know the, the crazy guy inside and let it go and not worry about the pitch too much and the timing and just give it as much energy as i possibly can and that's what kind of defines it so vocally i think that he he taught me a lot about that so whenever i do vocals i try to remember that final take should be the wild take and then a lot of times what i'll do now because i'm producing myself if i'm copying my own vocals i'll i'll take pieces of that crazy uh take and i'll slot it into some cool parts where it makes sense you know 
But as far as other things for producers, I think that every producer I've worked with has taught me something. Um, and maybe our first producer, Arnold Lanny, who was a, you know, an amazingly talented person, uh, keyboard player, piano player, singer, um, and uh, amazing producer. He taught me so many little things about dynamics. And I think because of the age that we were when we made our first record and how green we were at the time, the things that he taught me, maybe I think, um, were even more impactful because I didn't know anything. You know, we were just, uh, you know, we, we've been in a band before that for about six years. I had a, a couple, made a couple records under my belt, but I didn't really, it was really some skate punk kind of stuff. So the things he taught me, I still use today about dynamics and, and making sure you can get really quiet. Because if you, if you want to be loud all the time, it doesn't sound loud anymore. It's just, you know, you have to be quiet to get to loud. But a lot of those kind of simple things. Uh, but everybody, even Zach, I learned stuff from Zach on the technical side. He's helped me kind of produce my own stuff. And whenever I have questions about like, hey, how do you do that? I'll text them or email him like, hey, Zach, I need some help. He's like, oh, use this plugin and do this, 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 this. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> When you go back to that to that debut album with with uh, Arnold, um, do you remember like what really kickstarted the writing process for this record? And at the same time, like which song do you feel kind of challenged you guys to either finalize or just like make sure it stays on the record? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the first album, some of the first songs that that have uh, that have remained with us that we wrote, the first one was "I Do Anything," was like one of the first songs that we wrote as Simple Plan. Because Chuck and Jeff and Sebastian were trying to start a band, they're trying to find another singer because they didn't want to. They didn't want me to be, be the singer because I had previously, we had had a fallen out with Chuck in my previous band. But after after failing to find anyone that could do the job, they came back to me and uh, and we we uh, we wrote the song "I'd Do Anything." It's one of the first songs that we did. Um, and uh, yeah, it just I'm trying to remember like. It was it was a crazy time to we, we were we just wanted to sound like a Blink One Eighty Two we wanted to be you know like like Green Day Blink One Eighty Two all that kind of stuff and we wanted to to take the music to the next level to to like to to sort of push forward that whole movement of of pop punk kind of reemerging you know or emerging really um, but uh, well I'm sorry what was the question again I got lost in my answer <laughs> which at the same time which song would you say kind of challenged you guys to either finalize or, or make sure that it stays on the record right so I Do Anything was one of the first songs that we did and then so that was that one there was I'm Just a Kid and um, those were two of the songs that were in the very beginning of what we did but then the song Perfect was one that um, it took a little while to figure out how we're going to record that song we were inspired you know we were at Chuck's house and wrote this song about feeling like we were never going to be good enough for our parents because, you know, we're quitting school. We got these jobs and, you know, our parents like, you should go back to school. You know, you're wasting your life. How are you going to make money in life? And I'm like, I don't care about money. I want to be in music. Um, so it was hard for them to accept that. Even though they always encouraged us, it was hard for them to accept that we we're going to put everything else aside and go with music. Um, but the song Perfect was originally written um, as a ballad that would have a big chorus every time. Like, drums and guitars and it was this big rock song um and arnold was like no no no, we this is not it's going to be way more impactful if we build up the verse and the pre-chorus and then when the chorus hits we're just going to go boom and all the energy is going to drop and it's going to be just vocals and and uh and guitar and i was like what that's not that's not hit that's not impactful that's not heavy at all that's not like we want that whole energy and he, he said you know you don't understand if you take away that and you and you come back to this lyric where it's 
because we lost it all. And it's just you and the guitar. It's going to be so much more impactful, and, and, and the lyric is going to connect so much deeper. And I just didn't get it. I was like, this guy is crazy. We need to jam through this shit. And we tried it, and as soon as we did, I was like, ah, okay, this old man is on to something. And he wasn't even that old at the time. But um, but that was one that it kind of like caught me by surprise where I, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I wasn't at all. Um, and that really defines that song, how that how that chorus drops down to very, very small and just the lyrics and the and the and the guitar. And then when it came out, um, we always felt it was kind of a, a big song that could be big, but it was never gonna be a single. And as as time went on and we did I Do Anything and we did Addicted, I'm just a kid, um, our fan base started to react insanely to that song. We'd play shows and like the front row would be crying to the song. And we're like, what and our the the uh, the president of our label Lava, um, his name is Jason Flom. He um, he told us like I think was it him? I think he said my my kids love this song and his kids were super super young and uh, it was that one and that I think his kids also like the song Shut Up on the next record. But but he was like the song Perfect is going to be huge. Your fans love it. We're going to push it and we just kept pushing and pushing. We released it as a single. We made a video and uh, they, they put the whole you know, label team behind it. And eventually it became the biggest song Soul Plan ever had. It was the, the biggest song. And it went on, you know, as far as like the, the Billboard Top 100, it was our highest uh, charting song. And uh, it was amazing. But at first we, we had no idea. We didn't know it was going to become the song that it was. And we knew fans loved it, but we didn't know it could be more than just, you know, sort of an emo favorite, you know. And that was the first and last time you were stubborn to a to a producer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I try to realize that they, you know, they usually have something to offer. And now I, I try to take that I try to take that role with other people as well. You know, like if I if I can teach someone because I'm raising people now, and if I can teach them something, I could be like, no, this is I learned this lesson from this person, or I've learned this through the years. You know, I'm I'm going to be 43 years old this year, so I'm getting like I'm one of the elders. You know. <laughs> Now, as far as this new record and, and mentioning like collaborations, um, I have a celebrity crush that you know of. Her name is Lolo, and she's been killing it. Oh, she's and, awesome! Like, what? First of all, like, what really drew your attention to her music when you first discovered her? And secondly, like, what do we have to do to get her on a collaboration with Simple Plan? Well, we actually um, so. I think that the how I met her, I don't remember, but I think it was like we were going to go on tour with Newfound Glory, and um, and we were looking for an an, art, an act to be on the on the tour, and we've been trying to you know be more inclusive and not only have these you know white boy pop punk bands that you know try to include with like more women and, and more uh, people of color or whatever. We're trying to be just more inclusive, so we're looking for a female act to open up the tour. The tour. And she came onto the radar because she was doing so well and had some cool songs. And uh, before the tour, we actually wrote a song together. She came here to my house and uh, Chuck and I wrote a song with her. And uh, I have to finish it. I, I, I've been a little slow on finishing it, but the song is awesome. And uh, I can't tell you the title yet, but but uh, I think she wants to use it. So we did a song together. It's just her, but I produced it. And um, it's really, really cool. But I love her. She's super nice um awesome girl very talented very cool voice i love her songs and uh i think i think she's uh she's on her way up to do something really big how would you say someone new like that with a fresh take on lyrics inspires you or how did she inspire you as far as writing goes um 
to me, what I think is cool is, is to, because, you know, I've always written songs for myself and I've written songs for Simple Plan. And so in some ways, I've always been um, limited to what I sound like, you know, like I can write a melody and then I can sing it or I can write a lyric and I can sing it. And it, yeah, I know what it's going to sound like. I know what it's, what it's going to come out and it's going to come out sound like Simple Plan. Um, but writing stuff with other people, especially female, it's really cool because I can write a, a melody that maybe I wouldn't be able to sing or I wouldn't, maybe it's too high or maybe it's just too girly or maybe the lyric doesn't really fit what Simple Plan is. And to have someone like her be here with us and have a whole new world open up to like what we can say and how we can say it and, and, uh, and just be, um, less self-conscious about certain things about being the guy from Simple Plan, um, was super fun. And she's, she nailed, I mean, she sang for me here. We recorded her voice and I was just blown away by how good she was. And I was like, okay, take one, nailed it. Give me one more for safety, but I think we got it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's huge, you know, because a lot of people that are, artists these days you watch them live and you're like god damn you don't sound so good so it's always cool to have someone that's that's put in the work um to be a, a good singer you know and i think that she she's a good writer as well she has great lyrical ideas and great melodies um so it's inspiring to see someone younger sort of take over you know and it's i, I just love seeing that that's awesome. Now back to this tour that just got announced today, uh, the Blame yeah. Canada tour with Sum 41. And you guys are also taking out Set It Off and another band that I've been like super excited about that's starting to pop off, Magnolia Park. Um, for this tour, are we expecting more of the 20th anniversary kind of vibes or are we expecting more of the new stuff? We're going to do a little bit of both. So um, because it's the 20th anniversary of our first album and uh, it's, Sum 41's 21st anniversary of their first album. Um, I think we're both going to play those whole albums, but because they're so short, we have, we have a full set of like an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes each. So, um, we got plenty of time to play more stuff. So we want to play some new stuff. We want to play, you know, the other hits from the other records because we, we've been lucky enough to have a long career with many, many hits like that are not on the first record, like, you know, Welcome to My Life and, and Jet Lag, Summer Paradise and, uh, many other songs that have been, that have been big for us. Um, so we're going to play basically the first album and then all of the favorites and then sprinkled in with a few new songs. So all the, all of the best. It should be a, a greatest hits record, a greatest hit concert. <laughs> Amazing. And just, I'm just a kid has been recently popping off on TikTok. Um, Ed Sheeran being one of the, one of the artists that has done a video for it. Ed Sheeran also just dropped a alternate version of one of his songs with Bring Me the Horizon. I heard so, it. I mean, can we maybe do an alternate version of I'm Just a Kid with Ed Sheeran? Yeah, we'd love to. I mean, we've always loved collaborations and, uh, you know, I would love to do any of that stuff. And it was so cool to see so many celebrities embrace the I'm Just a Kid challenge. Sometimes I even wonder if they know it's like there's a band playing that song. Like if, if it's just like some TikTok thing because it's so short. Like, I think Drew Barrymore just did one with Alicia Silverstone. Um, yeah, Ed Sheeran. Will Smith has done a whole bunch of them. Um, and the, the whole cast of Friends. It's like, it's... I'm I'm just hoping that if I say, like, so you know the band Simple Plan? I just hope they don't say, like, what? What's that? Like, I just, <laughs> I hope that they know what song they're using, you know? It'll be hilarious if they go to the, to your tour and then they're like, oh, shit, you cover oh, that song really good. That's the, I'm just a kid band. It's the I'm Just a Kid band. We're now the I'm Just a Kid band. For a while, we were the What's New Scooby-Doo band. Now we're the I'm Just a Kid band. 
<laughs> That's amazing. You you guys have had, you know, so much going on over the years. And I guess to close us off, like I asked Newfound Glory this as well, just because of the longevity of the band. And um, so what is the key to longevity for Simple Plan? And at the same time, like, how do you keep your material fresh over the years? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the key is. I think for us, the, one of the big factors is that early on in our career, we wrote some songs that have connected with people in a very, very profound way. You know, songs like Perfect or Untitled or Welcome to My Life. Those songs have are the types of songs that not, not only were they maybe someone's favorite, you know, 20 years ago, but they were someone's favorite in a way that was deep, you know, and I feel like I love this song. I don't just like it. It wasn't like, oh, that was it. Like it means a lot to them. And that helps us because it gives us, uh, it gives them the desire to keep checking in on us, you know, keep seeing, oh, I, I like that band a lot. I care about that band. And then you got to put up the work, you know, you got to go out there, be good on tour, be good to your fans, uh, you know, try to be accessible. Don't be a dick and keep writing good music. That's why our, our records are so, they're, they're so few and far between because we really want to make them great. You know, we spend usually like a year and a half on making a record. We, we pick out the songs to make sure that our fans are going to like them. Um, and then there, I mean, there's timing, there's luck, I guess. I don't know. Um, also a desire to keep being relevant. Like we're like when the TikTok thing was happening, well, we got on TikTok and we did some TikTok stuff and we try to keep our social media active and, um, and, uh, and yeah, but I guess part of it is, is sort of an unexplainable thing. Why are we still here? Why, why are we one of the few bands that have remained relevant this whole time? Um, it's tough to say, but I, I can tell you one thing that we work really, really hard and we really care about and we don't, we try to never take it for granted what our fan base, you know, what our fan base has given to us and uh, how grateful we are uh, to, to still be here today. So it's a lot of hard work, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of that, one of those lightning in a bottle thing. You can't really explain it. Do you guys feel like this record is ready to drop or is there still uh, a lot of work behind the scenes uh, before no. we can expect that? All done. We're, we, well, I think we might try to find another collaboration before the end of it, but I think other than that, it's all ready. It's, it's all mixed, ready to go. It sounds great. I'm excited. Um, I think we're going the, the, the usual route now where people release a couple of songs and then on the fourth song, the whole thing comes out. But, uh, but I'm super excited because the fans are going to love it. And, um, I love the way it sounds. I love the songs and I can't wait to play some of those songs live. It's going to be super fun. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just super excited. I can't wait, man. And, uh, thank you again for taking the time. I'm excited that I finally got to talk to you. I've spoken with Chuck over the years at Warp Tour, but I'm excited to finally get to talk to you and, and, and get your perspective on things. Likewise. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, man. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.